Hi, you're listening to my mom, Kat Lee, on the Inspired to Action podcast. Hey, can I listen to it? Hey, my name is Kat Lee, and I want to welcome you to the Inspired to Action podcast. I hope this show is the pep talk that you need as a mom, a reminder that what you do every day is life-changing, and it matters more deeply than you could ever imagine. Out of all the women in the world, God chose you to be the mother of your children because you are special and amazing and he has called you and he will equip you. So thank you for serving your family, for loving your children fearlessly and for fighting to be a great mom. This episode is for you. Let's jump right in. Hey friends, I'm so glad to be back with you for another episode of the Inspired to Action podcast. I love our topic today. I'm talking with my friend Amanda from oamanda.com all about how to impress our kids with God's word. And that's something that can be so hard for us. Maybe we're spending time with God in the mornings or, you know, maybe we're new to the faith and we just don't even know how to do that. We don't know how to make that transition of Uh, learning about God for ourselves, and then teaching it to our kids. And so that's what this entire episode is about. And Amanda has a background not just in blogging about teaching our kids about God's Word, and not just in being a mom of two kids, and she's done it a lot, but she also has a background in ministry as a children's pastor. And so she has a wealth of knowledge and has some absolutely fantastic tips about how to easily do this, how to, how to, you know, just kind of stick your toe in the water without having to have this entire curriculum and spend an hour a day. She makes it really doable and really easy. And I love some of her ideas. And there's a couple nuggets that she shared today that honestly shifted my entire perspective about this whole topic in a few areas. And it's just golden and you're going to love it. Now, before we get into all that, though, I want to mention, I I had previously mentioned that um, Hello Mornings, the online community that I help lead, is going to have a session coming up, and that is happening now. Our registration is open, and it started on Monday, and it'll go through um, the end of the week, and our session starts on March 9th. Now, if you're not familiar with Hello Mornings, it's basically an online community of women where we put you in a group. If you want to be in a group, you can also just go through our workbook on your own. But ideally, you're going to go with a group through um, our workbook, or you can get the in-depth Bible study as well. And just for six weeks, walking through God's Word and getting accountability and encouragement to study His Word, to plan our day, and to get a little bit of exercise there in the morning hours. So if you'd like to learn more about that, Go to the show notes for this episode, inspiredtoaction.com, and I will have all the links for you there. Uh, You can also go to hellomornings.org and check it out there as well. We are doing a study this session, um, an in-depth study, which is an optional study that's written by Katie Orr and Laura Williams, and it's called Run to Him, and it's a study of the Psalms. And I love, love, love their studies. So I'd love for you to join us just to go to the show notes, inspiredtoaction.com, to get all the links and all the information about that. I also want to thank our sponsor for this episode, and that's plantoeat.com. And I'm going to share a couple recipes in the show notes, too, of my favorite soup recipes because it is cold right now. I spent this last weekend in Dallas at Sally Clarkson's Mom Heart Conference, and it snowed. And y'all, that does not happen a lot in Texas. And you can tell it doesn't happen a lot because 
the normal hour and a half drive that I have to Dallas took me five and a half hours. It was crazy. I mean, I could have I could have cooked soup in the car. It took so long to get to Dallas. That doesn't even make sense. But anyway, it took me so long. I probably averaged about 20 miles an hour. And so now that I'm home and back from that crazy trip and all the snow, there is nothing like a nice warm bowl of soup. And I'm not a great cook, but I have a couple soup recipes that I absolutely love and that my family loves, which means it's kind of a home run all the way around. So I'd love for you to check those out. One's a chicken noodle soup recipe. The other is a ham and potato soup recipe. And the last one is a tortilla soup recipe. And that tortilla soup recipe is amazing, in my opinion. I didn't make it up. I got it from somewhere, but it is phenomenal, as good as any that I've had anywhere. So I'll have all that stuff in the show notes. And if you want to try out Plan to Eat, that's where I keep all my recipes. That's where I do all my meal planning. They have a free 30-day trial that you can check out at plantoeat.com forward slash inspired to action. And when you go there, you'll see a little video that I made for you. You can learn about my meal planning boot camp and uh, just get some training on how to use their site and how to take advantage of, of everything that it has to offer. And I'd love for you to check out their free trial learn about some of my free trainings, and uh, hopefully get some of your meal planning order for 2015 so it's one less thing that you have to worry about and stress about. So again, today we're chatting with Amanda from oamanda.com, and we're talking about how to impress God's Word on our kids' heart in a real and natural and life-giving way. So let's jump into that episode right now. Hey, Amanda, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you, Kat. I'm so glad to be here. I am so happy to be back in the saddle of podcasting again. I have mentioned many times that I'm allergic to the month of February, and it's now March, so I am trusting that I'm on the mend, and all of the little allergy things that I'm allergic to are on their way out. So I'm excited to be talking to you today Yay, and not yeah. coughing. Yes, I don't want to. Hacking, and um, you're three days into March, so hopefully they will all be gone. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm aiming for. Um, so I'd love for you to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, my name is Amanda and I have been married for, oh my goodness, so long now. I don't even remember now. It's been like (laughs) 16 or 17 years. I don't know. Um, I've gotten to the point where I have known my husband as long as I haven't known him, or maybe Mm. it's even past that. So I don't know. It just feels really weird to me sometimes about that. Like, I don't know. Um, you know, I'm going to have to have my husband listen to this because he gives me a hard time because I always forget how long we're married. We're like the opposite couple. He remembers what I was wearing when he proposed. I have no <laughs> idea what anybody was wearing. And you and I are like in that Yeah, way. totally. And I, <laughs> I never remember how long we're married. I think I, I keep saying that I should have put off our marriage until the year 2000 so that it would have been so, so easy easier. to okay. always know. Didn't we get married the same year? Did you get married in 98? Yes, I did get married in 98. Yes. So okay. I should always just ask you, but you yeah, don't know. I don't so. know either. I don't Man. Dang it. Man, it's 17 years. It's 17 years. Because my anniversary was Sunday. Yes, no, I Saturday. <laughs> so it was Saturday. <laughs> it was Saturday. Happy anniversary. Yeah, thanks. Oh. So, yeah. Okay, so you've been married 16, 17 okay. something. What are we talking about? Okay. Yeah, so I've been married a long time. And um, when my husband and I first got married, we were in college, um, but we – we're going to school because we wanted to be in children's ministry and we thought we wanted to be like evangelists and stuff and we would travel around and we did. We, we traveled around and we were like special guest speakers at kids camps and like doing puppets and singing songs and magic tricks and you know all that. 
and at churches and stuff. And then we started working at, um, we helped start a church in Orlando. And then we were children's pastors at another like mega church um, in, in, in Alabama. And then I became a mom and our lives just really changed. We moved back to Atlanta, which is where we're from. And um, now we have two kids. Lydia is, oh my gosh, she's nine. I can never remember how old they are because they seem too old. And then um, Asa is six. He's in kindergarten. And my husband owns a couple of businesses. He owns a CrossFit gym. And um, and I homeschool the kids. And we volunteer at our church. And we don't work at a church anymore. So <clears throat> it's we have lived in five states before we had kids. And now we're just like normal people who live in a normal house and have normal jobs. And so it's fun. Normal jobs, except you blog and write books <laughs> yes. and that sort well, of thing. Yes. No, yes. I, I say normal in that we're not um, at a church. I feel like the church job is really hard. It's different. But yeah, so I've been blogging since like 2007 when Lydia was like one. And my blog is omanda.com because I just, I don't know, I just like myself apparently and wanted to <laughs> whatever I wanted to write about. But it's progressed into different things. And so I kind of am writing about, um, I like to think of creative ways for kids to know, for my kids to know and understand God's word. And so then I just like to share this with other people. And um, that, that's really what I write about now. And I have written, yes, a couple of ebooks. One of them is a Christmas one that you guys may have heard of, Truth in the Tinsel. And I think, Kat, you and I have talked about it maybe on a podcast before. I know you've let me write about it before, um, which is a cool, you know, big um, Advent countdown crafty kind of book, which has been pretty amazing. And then a new one, um, well, new last year, and it's about Easter. It's called The Sense of the Resurrection. So, yeah, so that's kind of what I do online. Well, I love it because I was at Sally Clarkson's Mom Heart Conference. I saw this that. weekend. It's so good. Which is just wonderful, and it's so inspiring. And I don't homeschool, so my kids are at school all day. Mm -hmm. um, and, and just hearing just kind of what she did with her kids and then knowing her kids and how amazing they are, I was just like yeah. – so inspired at a new level to impress God's word on my kids' hearts. Mm -hmm. And so I, I'm really glad to be talking to you today to <laughs> learn because it's so, it's so funny. I love podcasting because, you know, when you blog, you can sh kind of share what you know. But with podcasting, I'm like, okay, this is what I need to learn about. Who can I call? Yeah. Who, can, who can help me out with it? And then all my awesome friends listening get to just <laughs> listen in on the conversation and learn as well. Oh, so um, we are all learning together. And I love that you have that background in children's ministry. And so you're it's not just that you're a mom who's passionate about doing this with your kids, but you've done this with lots of different kinds of kids yeah. and, and people in different situations and kids that aren't yours. And yeah. so I think that gives you a wealth of experience yeah, and perspective. It gives me a little bit of a different a different take on it and maybe even a little bit of different create different kind of creativity. Um, because I'm coming from a church background and my and I have I was raised in children's ministry. My mom was a children's pastor back in the day when there was not such a thing as like children's ministry besides just like playing Sunday school, going through a book. And, mm -hmm. you know, so I grew up on drama teams and puppet teams and doing creative ministry my whole life. So that's really I mean, that's really all I do. It's really all I have been doing <laughs> ever since I was a kid. And now I'm just a mom doing it with my kids instead of doing it in the church or doing it, you know, in different places. So but, I'm curious to know, when we want to teach something to other people, there mm -hmm. needs to be a foundation that we're yeah. working from. Otherwise, it's really hard and we get kind of burned out. Mm -hmm. What is your 
walk with God, your your journey into God's word look like um, so that you're able to to impress this stuff on your kids? Well, you know, it, I think it just changed, it changes for me all the time. Because like I said, I grew up in ministry, grew up in church. I honestly, and I say this, I don't, I, I just, I have always loved the Lord. I, I just have. I don't remember a time when I did not want to follow him and serve him. So I've always known about the things of the Lord. And at times that can be hard because things don't seem like a miracle to you when you've read it 450 times that God divided the bread up. Well, that's just what he does because he's God, you know. Um, so you, I don't know. I, I, I have always loved the things of the Lord, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It sounds so cheesy, but <clears throat> that's just what, what I've been interested in. So, but as a mom, goodness, you have to be completely filled up before you can pour out for your kids. And you don't have to be like a super Bible scholar or know all these things. You only have to be like one day ahead of them. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're in kindergarten, third grade, so it's not too hard. But as far as um, me spending time with the Lord and what I do, I, there's just a few things. Like I said, it always changes for me. Like sometimes there are times when I have to get up early and am spending an hour reading my Bible or writing down um, uh, versus like, I, I'm like, you, I like to do the, like write the word and, and just copy a whole book down or whatever. Um, or I like to write, um, prayers out or, and um, not a whole book every morning, just to <laughs> clarify, <right>? maybe <laughs> no, the book no, of no, Jude, no. but <laughs> no. one song. Um, and, um, I don't know. I just go through different things. Sometimes I'm like, I want to go through this like devotional book and I do this. One thing that I'm really, really loving since I've become a mom is just pray prayers. I have a lot of books about prayer and I like to read those prayers because I like to read other people, <laughs> the way people have written things out. Cause it's so easy to get like, um, just praying about the things you need. Okay, God, I got to do this today. The kids are doing that. And my husband's doing this. We need to do that. And, and, and you're not really having this real conversation with the Lord. And mm-hmm. so reading other people's prayers, especially scripture based prayers, like stormy Omardians and, um, books, a brook, uh, McLaughlin's praying for boys. And, Oh, there's so many, I could list tons of them. Um, the prayer warrior mom, I don't know how to say her last name. Anyway, there's so many, I'd love to read those because it helps me kind of craft my prayers and craft my day around prayer. Um, I just kind of that conversation with God all day long. And lots of people talk about that, you know, you're doing laundry and you're praying for the kids or you're not big, you know, 30 minute prayers, but just little things. I, I like to do prayers a lot um, as a devotion, as my time with the Lord. And then it can kind of go in through my whole day and I can remember those prayers, especially when I pray these books over and over mm-hmm. or read these books over and over. Then I kind of have those prayers inside of me. I don't know. I, that's to me, that's something that really always fills me up is reading and write. I'll sometimes copy the prayers down or put my kids' names in the prayers or, or, or things like that. Do you have any triggers throughout the day to trigger you to remember to pray for your kids? Is it just something that you constantly do or any routines or anything? I don't have any routines um, except for that. I am, you know, reading those prayers except for I always love that idea. I love the, I, I think about these things a lot and I see all sorts of good ideas about, um, you know, pray, when you're getting your kids dressed in the morning, praying that they put on the armor of God and all that. But I will say one thing that I do is I have lots of things hanging up around my house. Even right now I'm looking and I see like three Bible verse posters hanging up that we made. When I say poster, I mean a piece of paper that we drew on. <laughs> um, uh, or maybe I printed it out. It's not anything fancy. And so those do remind me, there's one on our door that says, let the Lord make you strong, depend on his mighty power. And when I see those, I do. It reminds me to pray, God, help me help me be strong and let me depend on your mighty power. And then same thing, God help Lydia, you know, um, make her strong and help her depend on your mighty power. 
So that is definitely something big for me to have God's word hanging up all over the house. I love that. So it's not just about getting up and spending time with him in that isolated period of time, but praying throughout the day and then having the reminders up around the house throughout yes. the day too. And um, this, and this is perfect segue cat because this is, ex- and this is exactly my whole thing that I want for parents. The whole thing that I, when I, when I write online and do these things online, this is exactly what I want. I think parents have a hard time thinking that they can be the one that leads their kid to the Lord. And I don't just mean that like as a little salvation prayer. I just mean in general, raising their kids to love God and putting them on that path for the right way. I feel like, you know how we like, we take our kids to ballet so that they'll learn poise. We take our kids to school so they'll be educated. We take our kids to whatever all the different things that we want them to do because we're like, well, they're a professional. They can do it. And so we take our kids to church and say, well, we'll let the professionals do it. They can learn about God there. They can tell them how to read the Bible. And we are just like the little chauffeurs that are going around and, yeah, we'll have family time or whatever. But we leave it up to other people. And I really feel like – and I think it's mainly because people are afraid or um, they don't know how to do it. And they feel like, ugh, I don't know what I'm doing. So why not just let the professional do it? Let the Sunday school teacher, the children's pastor or whatever kind of you know thing you have, let, let's let them do it. But one of my main things in this whole thing about impressing God's word on your heart is straight from Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. And – Uh, It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commandments that I I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands. Bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Hmm. So, I feel like that God, it's like God is like, this is how you parent right here. This is how you lead your kids to me. You basically, first of all, exactly what you said, Kat, you have to, you love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul and strength and however that works for you, you know, um, spending time with him and then impress them on your children. And so basically what you're doing is you are um, sitting, you are walking, you are lying down, you're getting out of bed and you're talking. Those are all easy things that anyone can <laughs> And so that's what I want parents to know is like, you can do all these things. None of this is hard stuff. Making a silly poster and hanging it up on your kitchen door is not a hard thing. You don't have to be crafty. You don't have to do anything or be creative. You just have it on your wall so that every time you guys walk by, you see it. It's just about having things in your life that remind you of the Lord and bring you to conversation um, about him. That's so good. I I love how you pointed out that it's sitting, laying down, walking. It's not fasting doing an inductive study, mm-hmm. and memorizing Leviticus. Right. Oh, good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Did you make a printable, actually, of that scripture? Because I, I have one yes. up in my kitchen, and I want to say that... It is. It's from me. It is from you. Okay. Is yeah. that still available on your blog? It is. If you go to my, to my site, omanda.com slash ome, O-H-M-E, or you can click on ome, you will see that in the middle of the page. Okay, awesome. I have that up in my kitchen. Yeah, I love it. It's so pretty, too. I love uh, it. Yeah. yeah, Jesse from Naptime Diaries made it for us, so it's pretty... Love it. Um, so, okay, we're filled up. We're focused on the Lord. Mm-hmm. We want to impress his word and his love on our kids. Mm-hmm. How do we even start? What if What if I'm new walking with the Lord mm-hmm. and that feels awkward for mm-hmm. me? It feels a little strange or maybe my kids are a little bit older and I haven't been doing it and now I'm starting right. to. Right. How do I jump into this? Well, again, I, I think it's just, I'm just really into just 
surrounding my kids. I heard someone talk about a fireman and they were like, surround and drown. That's all we do. Firemen just surround and drown the fire. Mm. That's sort of what I feel like what I want. I just want God's word to be surrounded, to surround us in our lives. And so for me, like, it's really important that we listen to God centered scripture based music. And it does not mean that we don't listen to other things, but that's a, that's the main diet for the kids. And so we listen to seeds, family worship, and we listen to Yancey and, um, the risers and uh, all these other people that make awesome kids music um, that is scripture based because I want that floating around in their heads because you know like they have sang Frozen 40 million times or they're <laughs> sitting playing by themselves and you hear them humming a little song those things get stuck in their head you learn so quickly kids learn quickly anyway but you learn so quickly through music um, and so to me, that is huge because I am putting God's word in their heart by doing nothing, by pressing play. I mean, I don't even have to do anything. Mm-hmm. And then so sometimes if if I'm really listening to it, if we're walking around, you know, in the kitchen or whatever, and I hear a really good line that I that I like, um, I might say, oh, you know, I love this line. And then I'll say that whole line. Do you hear exactly what it's saying? Um, or if it has to do with, you know, if it, God, of course, will, the Holy Spirit will remind you of scriptures too. So if you have memorized those verses, even just from the songs, when something happens, you can say, hey, don't you remember what God's word said about pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones? Did you use pleasant words? You know, and you can remember and you can say to them, remember that song or remember the thing that we listened to? So um, just music to me. If, if, you, if, if you don't know what to do, I, I highly suggest music in your home that is scripture based. I think that's huge. Yeah, we love um, risers and Yancey and seeds and my kids are getting a little bit older. And so yeah. seeds is something that we, um, I think in particular have really enjoyed mm-hmm. lately. Um, yeah. but yeah, we love, we've, we've had, we've played all of those in our car and in our house. Yeah. They're so, lot. they're so good. Um, and then also, um, along with that books. So there's just so many good kids books. Um, and that could be, like any age group, you can find good, good chapter books that are, that are Bible based. Again, not suggesting that you don't read other books. I'm not trying to say you can only read Christian books. I'm just saying that that needs to be a good diet of what you're, you know, a, a main course for you that you're, you're having these things um, pumped into your kids' hearts. I mean, they're going to be reading them anyway, find good stuff. And there's so many good things to choose from based on your kids' ages. And of course, I think every person should have a Jesus storybook Bible. Mm-hmm. That's like, foundational for every Christian, I feel like. So good. But um, music and books, honestly, that seems so cheesy, but like, that's so easy. If you don't know how to do anything, it's so easy. And as you, okay, let me give you an example that's not from the Bible. When Lydia was little, I wanted to do sign language with her. I was like so into that. And she, she was good at it. We, we did, I remember she having like a little list and she could do like over a hundred signs and she would talk to me all the time in sign language. Um, but what we got was this um, signing time DVDs. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but she's mm-hmm. oh, the, the, she's so cool. The person who does this, does this, her daughter was deaf for like 14 months and she didn't know. Um, and then, so she makes all these videos and the videos are for hearing kids to learn sign language um, so that her, her daughter would have friends basically who could sign with her. Mm-hmm. And so she does all of these songs and um, it's just like videos of kids singing about apples and bananas or whatever, but she's doing sign language in it the whole time. So um, Lydia learned sign language from watching a video, and then that kind of changed our whole life where we all started doing sign language all the time and, you know, about everything. And we would 
know all of these songs or they would come up or like, okay, it's time to go wash your hands. Let's sing the wash your hands songs and do the sign language with it. It's, it's the same thing with God's word. You have these books and these music in your home and then it just changes what you do because it gets so ingrained in your head and in your heart and in your life. It just kind of takes over. So might as well do something about God's mm-hmm. word with it. Mm-hmm. I love that phrase that you use, the surround and drown. Yeah. <laughs> in a nice way. <laughs> I think, no, I think that's true. I mean, even to the extent of um, my kids have gone to this private little Christian school for most of their lives. Mm-hmm. And now my two oldest go to the local public school. Mm-hmm. And what they've been surrounded with in each of those situations has been very different. Yeah. And I've seen how it has affected them and influenced them in very different ways. And right. so what we surround them with is so important and so crucial. And especially for those younger years when they're really forming who they are and what they think and what they value and not so much um, exploring and trying to make wise decisions and stuff as they get older, I think it is so crucial. So I love books, music. It's easy. It's stuff just to turn on, stuff just to open and read, stuff just to to listen to. Um I know we do a lot of we do a lot of books. We do a lot of adventures in Odyssey. Oh my goodness! Um, yeah, it's like our life right there. Yeah, like my, <laughs> basically summer vacation. Any sort of vacation means uh-huh. that the computer comes out and the kids turn on adventures in Odyssey. Oh my goodness! So I'm we glad there's so a lot much. of them because otherwise, yes. so good. I'd go a but that, nutty. But that's it. I mean, how many conversations can you have from one of those adventures in Odyssey? Mm-hmm. You you can bring them up all the time, and and that's what you. You just, it's the same thing as when you're like, okay, <clears throat> you want your kids to eat more green vegetables. So what do you do? You just put it on their plate. And if you just keep putting it on their plate, they're going to eventually eat it. I mean, it's just going to happen. You just have to be consistent. Same mm-hmm. thing. I want my kids seeing me reach for my Bible instead of my phone. I want my kids to um, hear me putting on seeds or Yancey instead of something else because that's going to be the norm for their life. Everything we do is the norm for their life. And mm-hmm. so if it's the way I speak to them or the the way I choose to entertain myself, that's what they're going to do too. So if I have Christian books set up for them and that's a normal thing for them, that's what they're going to do. If listening to Odyssey or doing, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just want those to be um, God-centered things so that that is what they're going to do when they're on their own making their own choices. Mm-hmm. You know, for those of you listening, maybe you have older kids and it's hard to keep up with their books. Uh, That's kind of where where my kids are. My oldest is 12. There are two books that we use a lot. One is called Read for the Heart by Sarah Clarkson. Mm -hmm. Um, That's Sally Clarkson's oldest daughter. And it is a fantastic resource of great books for kids um, in different ages. And then there's another one called Honey for a Child's Heart. I don't remember the author's name, something like Gladys or something. It's Gladys. I think it's Gladys Hunt. I just checked that one out from the library the other day. Um, And those are great resources. If you're just not sure, you know, how do I find a good book? Mm -hmm. Those are fantastic resources. And then Sarah Sarah also has a new website called storyformed.com. And she has resources there. There's another website called Read. It's a podcast actually called Read Aloud Revival. And a a girl named Sarah McKenzie, who is amazing, leads it. And she recommends great books, too. So there's if you're not sure where to go with books, because that can be a little bit more overwhelming than music because you don't just Mm -hmm. read the same ones over and over again. um, Those are some great resources for you. Yeah, there's another one called Redeemed Reader, and she does reviews on it, just all, all sorts of kids' books and um, chapter books and all different things. Nice. Yeah. So let's say that you want to do all this stuff. What about the listener whose husband isn't on board? Maybe he's not a believer, mm-hmm. or maybe he's just not 
on board with her and she's going to have to lead everything by herself, what encouragement or wisdom would you give? Um, I don't know if this is encouragement or not, <laughs> but um, it, you just have to do it. I, I don't know. I mean, you, you ha- there's nothing that you're doing that is going to be, um, you know, rebellious to your husband or being mean to your husband. If he's just not on board, you're not, you don't have to change your whole house and turn it into like a big craft a monument to the Lord or something. <laughs> I mean, we're just talking about small steps for this. And then of course, the way it is with anything, if I mean, my husband, he works all the time. He loves the Lord. Again, he used to be in full-time ministry. He wants us to do all these things. And so, um, but he doesn't do half the stuff that, that I do with the kids. He's not like having conversation based on the adventures and obviously we just listen to it. He's not hanging up the posters on the wall. Um, you know, so I don't expect him to do any of it. I expect him to be a, a spiritual leader in the way that God called him to be the spiritual leader. And that may be more in discipline or having conversation when he drives the kids to so-and-so or, or whatever it is. So I don't expect him to like be super involved about some of these things. Sometimes, um, when it's a big thing, like at Christmas or whatever, um, or Easter, I might say to him, Hey, we really want to do this. So-and-so can you do this with us tomorrow? And then, you know, he's, he wants to do it because he likes to be with the kids or whatever. And so, you know, it's not a, it's, I don't, I don't make him do anything. Right. So I don't know if that's helpful or not, but. No, that's good. Because I think sometimes we can have this perspective that, oh, he needs to be the spiritual leader of the family, which means that he leads us all in our family devotion time together only and ever. And so that can be so overwhelming for a mom whose husband does work a lot isn't Mm. home or isn't necessarily, you know, ready to take on that role. And so just the encouragement just to just to do it, just to especially these small steps of music and books, um, I think are a great way to get started impressing God's word on our kids' hearts. Yeah, and I don't think I don't your husband can still be the spiritual leader without doing every single solitary thing. You I mean, my husband doesn't do half the stuff with the kids that I do. I mean, it doesn't mean that he's not raising them and that he's not influencing them and oppressing uh, things in their life. But it just it's just a different um, role, the same way you have different roles in every area of your kids' lives. You just have different roles. Mm-hmm. So with Easter coming up, uh, you have a great resource for the moms listening who might be like, okay, I can already, I already do the music thing. I already do the book thing. We already mm-hmm. listened to Adventures in Odyssey or whatever <laughs> it might be. Uh, I want some real hands-on stuff. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about A Sense of the Resurrection and uh, where people can find it. Okay. Um, well, what it is is, okay, so when I first, I, I, my Truth in the Tensile book is hugely popular, and I don't, I'm not saying that it just really is. It's really it's been a really cool thing, and parents were so excited about it that they were like, Amanda, please tell me that you were going to be writing, like, the truth in the Easter basket or something. I'm like, oh. Um, and so I started getting in into it. Of course I had done things with my kids cause I am very much like, I am like not into Santa. I'm not into the Easter bunny. I, I am like, if we're going to talk, if this is a celebration of Jesus death and resurrection, then that's what it's going to be about. And we can do those things, but not when we're doing this. So like, even when Lydia was little, we would do a spring party on the first day of spring or whenever I could do it. Um, and we would do like, that's when we would do the Easter eggs and, and whatever Eastery things that we would do in Easter baskets and then on Easter Sunday, when we were actually celebrating Jesus' death and resurrection, we didn't do all that stuff because I wanted her to know there's, these are two different things. So I've always been into her understanding of this. Anyway, so as I thought, well, okay, I, I'd like to do something really detailed and so really going through the story because the story is hard. I mean, it, it's about torture 
and it's about someone dying and it's a hard story to teach and to talk about and I think parents are, are scared of it and you can't even show the kids a picture of it without like seeing someone all bloody and stuff I mean it is a hard story so as I was reading it the very first story that um, I started with was it's six days before Passover and Jesus goes to Lazarus's house and that's when Mary comes in and breaks the perfume on him and um, is anointing his feet and everyone's getting all mad. Why are you um, anointing his feet with oil? And you could have given that money to the poor or whatever. <clears throat> and he says, uh, don't, don't say anything to her. She is preparing me for my burial. Of course, they don't have the eyes that we have of, you know, thousands of years um, of reading the Bible since then. They had no idea what he was talking about. Um, but the, the next line says, um, and the, the scent filled the entire house. And for some reason, that just really stuck to me that the scent filled the entire house. And I thought about how in the days to come, they would continue to think about that. And they would smell, you know, like maybe, you, you know, how you walk in and then you're like, oh, I smell that candle. Or, you know, I smell that little thing that I have. And you don't smell it all the time, but then suddenly you'll smell it. Like when you walk into the room, like maybe did Lazarus, when he walked into the room, did he smell it again and go, his burial, what is he talking about? Preparing for Jesus' burial. Or like if Mary smelled it again, did she say, prepare for his burial? What does that mean? And so just like that whole idea of this, this like preparing, it was, he was being prepared for burial, but they were also being prepared for that happening by smelling that mm -hmm. and it being all over their house. I just love that idea. So I went through the whole book and tried, the whole book, the whole story, and tried to find other places where you could like smell things or taste things. Like it was really like um, about your five senses. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's so many. Oh my goodness. You could talk, you could just do the story of the resurrection for like uh, the rest of your life because it's so amazing. So I picked out 12 different pieces of the story that all had to do with like smell or taste or touch. And so like um, Jesus breaking the bread and um, him having the vinegar when he's on the cross and hearing the rooster crow and the earthquake after Jesus died and the bright shining angel, things like that. And so you do an activity based on each one. And again, this is, this is serious. If you're going to get into this one, this is a serious one. This is not like a simple, like read this little story and color the page. Um, and what I really feel like is I wanted everything to be like this, that you have this simmering meditation going on in your house. Mm. And so that everything that's happening is like, for a long time. It's not just one thing that you do. Like, you know, we have little devotional books that we read and then they just sit on our kitchen table and we'll pick them up every time we remember them or we'll have time to read or whatever. But this is more like something that's happening all the time. Going back to even like how I was saying, like I like posters hanging around. I like music playing all the time. So we make little perfume bottles the first day, like reed diffusers and you put perfume um, or, you know, potpourri or essential oils, whatever you do in it. And you put them all over your house and you leave them up until Easter. And so if you start this, you know, two weeks before, three weeks before, uh, or at the beginning of Lent, then you're talking about days and days and days where you walk into that room and you smell that and you go, hmm, I forgot about that. We're preparing ourselves for Jesus' death. We're preparing ourselves for Jesus' resurrection. And, um, and then we, so throughout the book, sometimes you'll just eat something or you'll just do one little activity, but sometimes you, but so that's about half of them. And the other half are these things that you're setting up in your house. So you're hanging things in your window. Or um, at one time we wrapped something around one of the doorways so you can't get through it. Like the tomb was all wrapped up and you can't get through a doorway. And so you've got this thing set up and you can't get away from them. So you're always thinking about them. And so I like the whole idea of, of the simmering meditation going on 
um, for Easter and resurrection and letting the kids think about these things for a long time, not in a, a creepy, like, let's think about death for 40 right. days and not even the way that we might do in Lent. Like we're going to, we're going to, um, not have coffee or we're going to not have this, not even that, but just, uh, meaning I don't want it to be hard, <laughs> right. but I want it to be thinking about it all the time and always be in front of them. That is brilliant. I love that. I mean, I love so many things about what you just said. I like what you said about separating kind of the traditional American thing from mm -hmm. scripture and, and our faith mm -hmm. um, so that you're not necessarily saying, no, I'm never doing this, but right. these are completely separate and one yeah. is so important and the other is just fun and it's good to have fun. Yeah. But I love the idea of separating those. And then I just, the, the, the phrase simmering meditation and, and the idea of keeping it before us during this whole season, I just think that's, that's brilliant. I love that. So, well, and it makes it easy. And I know some of these, I'm going to say these activities, I'm not saying they're hard, they're not difficult, but they're, you know, you gotta, you gotta do them. It takes a few minutes and you gotta kind of grab a few materials and, you know, have conversation about it. But you, it's something you can't, you can't forget it. And it, your kids are going to continue to talk about it. You're going to continue to think about it. I just, you can't get away from it. I love, I don't know. I just love mm -hmm. that for them. It's, it makes it easy for you because they have experienced something and it's something in front of them all the time that you don't have to like, remember this, remember that let's talk about Jesus. Oh, it's not about Easter. It's, you know, or bunnies or whatever it's in front of them. And so it makes it easy for you. Mm -hmm. So on a craft skill level of cat being zero and Amanda being a 10, is this a skill level thing or an uh, effort level thing? Does that make okay. sense? I would say it's an effort level. There okay. is, there so are even two, I could do it. Yes. There are two activities in it that I would say are crafty. That would be a little bit, uh, not difficult, but you know, you're going to have to do it. One of them is making a, um, what do you call, I can't even think of the right word, a wind chime. I mean, it's, it's made out of cans. It's not beautiful or anything, but you know, you got to get a hammer out. Um, I can do a it, hammer. Okay. Well, good. Maybe you like that one. And the other one involves a canvas, but again, like I, I, I am the queen of like, Oh, you're supposed to use a canvas. Well, we only have construction paper. Okay. That's fine. You know, uh, Oh, we're supposed to use embroidery thread. We've only got yarn. Okay. That's fine. You're okay. supposed to use flannel. Oh, we have some old t-shirts. Okay. Let's rip those up. That sounds good. I mean, you, it's not about making this perfect thing. It's about, having this experience with your kids. Mm -hmm. But then some of them, so that would be about half of them. And some of them are like, get vinegar out of your pantry and have a spoonful. So that's easy. Wait, have a spoonful? Yeah. That's talk serious. About. Awesome. That's, that's one of my favorite ones. I could talk about, I, I, I love that one because you drink that and you want to die. It's so gross. And, you're, and, you, and you feel it in your throat for like hours. It's gross. And so wait, so are you trying to get people to download the book? Or? <laughs> yes, I know. I'm about to tell you all. <laughs> but it's such a good picture um, because Jesus drank our, he took our sin on him. And when we, when we take that vinegar in our mouths, we feel the sickness and the grossness and the, the horribleness of our sin in our mouths. And knowing that Jesus took that on the cross with him, it's just a really beautiful, um, not beautiful, it's scary, <laughs> picture right. of, of and, and your kids can feel that and they can recognize that and know what Jesus did without having to talk about, you know, uh, bone whips going through mm -hmm. his body or whatever. Mm -hmm. You can, you can do the vinegar and, and still feel that horrible pain, mm -hmm. but not in the same way. Anyway. Well, and then for years to come, every time they hear that story and they hear about the vinegar and water, they'll be like, I remember that. Exactly. I know what that's exactly. like. Yeah. 
That is so powerful. Okay, so Amanda, where can people find this ebook? How do they get a copy? Okay, you can go to a sense of the resurrection.com. Um, resurrection has two R's. And I say that because I always forget it every single time I write it. <clears throat> or you can just go to my website, oamanda.com, and you'll see all sorts of buy this, look here. <laughs> and that's O Amanda, O H Amanda.com. Yes. And I will have the links in the show notes as well. Yes. Awesome. Um, now, can I, have, I have one more question about yeah. a sense of the resurrection for you. Yeah. What age range is this for? Okay. I honestly, this is so this is so lame to say. I feel like it's for every age. Yeah. No, I feel like because, it too because it's a family thing. It's mm-hmm. not. I mean, if you have like a two year old, you're not you're not gonna be able to do all these things and have the conversations and and everything. The, you're the, not gonna be able to make them drink the vinegar. <laughs> no. That, but again, that is not the point. The point is, like you said, we're separating out the two things, and we have to have a celebration. We have to have something going on for Jesus' death and resurrection, and, and you're just setting them up to focus on and think about Jesus' death and resurrection. And then, um, and and so even if you're not trying to get them to understand everything, I do not understand everything about how Jesus died and took our sins on him and came back to life. I don't understand all that. But I know that it's true, and I need it to be a part of my life. So that's all we're trying to get with your kids. So if you're like, well, my kid's too young. Well, I don't think they are. I don't think they're too young to know that Jesus loves them and wants to be with them forever. That, that, they're not too young for that. Mm-hmm. So you, it's just the way you're going to talk about it. But also the, the book includes some printable um, flags, like little bunting, you know. And so even if you don't do the activities, you could color those. And I have, like, creative ways to color them. Like, you could paint them. or Anyway, it kind of goes with each day. They're more tactile tactile how do you say that and then you can hang those up so if you didn't want to do the big activities you don't want to get the hammer out you could just do those it's just not as hands-on very cool amanda thank you so much for being on the podcast today thank you for letting me talk and talk and talk cat i learned so much (laughs) and i'm sure that the listeners did as well and again you guys can find amanda at oamanda.com all right. Well, we will talk with you again, I'm sure, for some more awesomeness on uh, another episode. That would be Amanda, so fun. I love chatting with you. <laughs> I like chatting right. too. Well, you have a great rest of your day. Alrighty, bye. Okay, bye. Well, that's all that we have for today's episode of the Inspired to Action podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. I know that there are a million things that you could be doing right now, and I hope that this episode has encouraged you. You know, if you have any questions or suggestions for me, just head over to inspiredtoaction.com and click the contact button to send me an email. I would love to hear from you, and I would love to do whatever I can to get the resources that you need to keep growing as a mom. And if you enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you take a minute to rate it on iTunes. That's going to help more moms to find it and get the encouragement that they need. And as always, you can check out all the show notes for this session at inspiredtoaction.com. And you can also download any of our free ebooks or our free prayer calendars for moms at the blog. Just go to inspiredtoaction.com and click on the resources link. And my name is Kat Lee, and I wish you an incredible day with your family. And remember, you're a mom. You're kind of a big deal. Now go be awesome. It's early in the morning, the house is quiet. But I've set aside this time for you. I bow before the throne of a noble king. And in this place, my heart begins to sing. 
gonna be a good day, a good day filled with His grace, His grace and sweet new mercy. May my thoughts obey Jesus to walk in.